I'm Jamie Gennaro, and this is Business for Humans. Let's talk about taking your business to a new level without the suits and without being a robot. Here, you can be yourself, you can be imperfect, you can be flawed, and you can still have raging success. So let's go. This is Business for Humans. Welcome. This episode is really important for business leaders. So if you don't run your own business, this might not be the episode for you. But if you are running a business or thinking about running a business or the managing director of a business, this is going to be hard to hear. I'm going to be harsh, but it could be one of the most impactful things to your business. So I want to start with quoting a Harvard Business Review article by Elsbeth Johnson. It's in the spring edition of their magazine, which I picked up at the airport. And this is what inspired this episode. Okay. Are you ready? So once leaders are clear and prescriptive about macro questions, middle managers can start implementing them. But the prize for leaders is arguably greater still. They might no longer be needed for the daily grind of managing the business and can instead use their time and effort for their true work of leadership. They can think about the strategic rather than the tactical and focus on the future rather than the present. After all, isn't that why they wanted to become leaders in the first place? This is the centerpiece of everything in your business. The number one thing that I see in businesses, mainly of like small to mid-sized businesses, is CEOs being too deep in the weeds. And they give all sorts of reasons. There's not enough time. There aren't enough people. Nobody really knows this project, client, project. I'm the only one with the knowledge base here. What other excuses? Uh, I, if I just get in there and like clean it up, then I can pass it off to the team. So what this does is, number one, takes away the power of your team to do the work that you hired them and entrusted them to do, number one. It takes you out of the driver's seat of running the business. So now you are deep in the weeds of project work and no one is setting vision. So what happens when no one is setting vision is either leadership team members start creating their own vision and implementing against that vision. And guess what? There's no cohesion in that vision. There's no person helping streamline everyone's vision, which is the job of the CEO. So all these different sort of objectives start to get pushed forward and the team starts to get really confused. Visioning is not a luxury. Visioning is not something that like, oh, we don't really need that. We just need to get these projects done. If you run a business with employees, and I don't care if you have five employees, 10, 20, let's say up to maybe 250, before you're at the point where other people are sort of telling you as the CEO what to do, 
you don't have that person telling you what to do and basically forcing you to get out of the weeds because anytime an investor comes in or you know, you're looking at a sale, anytime that someone comes in from the outside, they're going to tell you, get out of the weeds. It is not where the CEO belongs. And I think what happens a lot of times is there's tons of fear and insecurity about leveling up. There's this fear that you don't know how to do the job of the CEO. And I've even heard clients say, I don't actually want the job of the CEO. I don't want to be the visionary. I want to be in the weeds doing the work. If that is the case, then please hire someone else to to be the visionary of your business, to be in that driver's seat because your team is flailing without it. It's exceptionally unfair to them to be taking away the work and then not guiding them to what is the, what's the why? What is the why behind the work? Why are we all in this together? Why are we in the trenches together? What are we working towards? That vision is so important to retention. It's important to people's engagement, why they're there, why they're working hard at something. They want to know the why behind it. And the why can only come from the person who is driving the business forward. The other thing I hear from CEOs or I I surmise from their reasons why they're still in the weeds, is also that their value is very clear when they're in the weeds. They feel like rock stars because being in the weeds is sort of their zone of excellence. It's a place where they've gotten really comfortable. They've, you know, possibly been doing that specific job for a really long time. I'll give you an example. I worked at an advertising agency that was 20... 20-some people when I joined. They had a few senior members, but most of those members were were partners in the business. They didn't have any external senior managers. I was the first hire, and I had to convince them to create the position for me because I could see the need. They had a lack of sort of middle management, so what was happening was the leaders, the partners, were in the weeds, the employees they brought on were basically like competing with the partners for time in the projects, like to get the work done. And they also, the the team, the implementers of the work were not able to move things forward because of some of the process issues that the leadership team was creating because they weren't trained as managers and they weren't trained in this industry either. So they were working in advertising. They all came from different industries. And so they were missing this knowledge base, this experience level of people that had worked inside of that type of industry and knew how to move it forward. Now, if they weren't in the weeds, they could have leveled up and then started doing research, doing interviews, and then starting to bring people in to potentially like fill that knowledge gap. But instead, they were just grinding forward and trying to get all the work done that they could get done. Now, listen, this is really commendable in a very early startup. It is true that the leadership team or the owner of the company has to be in the weeds to get the work done, right? You can't just start from ground zero and then hire a bunch of people. It's just not feasible unless you have investment. 
So yes, in the very early days, it's okay to be in the weeds, but you always have to have your eye on the vision. If that's the role you want in your business, if, you, if it's never your intention to take on the CEO role and you're really good at being in the weeds and you want to keep doing that work, that's fine. You have that choice. But once you start bringing on employees, they need someone to set a vision. They can't set it themselves on your behalf. They will. <laughs> I've done it. They will, but they it's not ideal. It's not ideal. So in this advertising agency that I worked at where there were about 20 people, you know, the CEO was essentially a project manager. Now listen, on the scale of a business, it's a great skill for the CEO to have because she was a multitasker, she understood a lot of pieces of the puzzle and had a really wide perspective on project level work. And because she had this organizational style brain, she could keep a lot of balls going and she was really comfortable in that space. So I think that skill set is really amazing for a CEO and it, and it served her. But being in the weeds, and especially when she brought me in to basically manage that team, what was really hard was that she set the the way of working, okay? When you have a team and you're the CEO, the team is going to copy the way that you work because they see you as doing the work a certain way. And so they want to impress you. You're the CEO and they're just going to do it the way you do it. And no offense, but <laughs> if you don't have, let's say in this, in this example, agency experience, the way the CEO was doing the work when she was in the weeds was not the best way it could have been done. Why? Because she didn't have experience in that role in an agency previous to jumping in and getting the work done. She did have project management experience, but she had no advertising agency experience and she didn't have experience in this role. So what happened when I came in and I started looking for process improvements and I started working with the team, the team felt like they were up against the wall because they couldn't move things forward on their own without her permission. And it was a massive bottleneck. It was bad for clients. It was bad for business. It was bad for creativity. It was bad for projects. It was bad for team morale. And it was quite frankly very bad for the budgets because she was the most expensive person on staff. Her time was extremely valuable. When you have a CEO in the weeds and people need information from that CEO on a day-to-day -day basis, guess what? They are not available. So when you're trying to move a project forward and you have the person that everyone needs in the driver's seat and you need to be asking them quick questions, they're not going to be available. And guess what? That sucks for the projects. That sucks for whatever it is that you're moving forward. So listen, I'm going to say it again. You're in the weeds and you're kind of a martyr and it is not good for the business for you to be there. And your brain is going to be like, that's not true. You don't know my business. You don't know how things go here. It's impossible for me to get out of the weeds. I'm the only one who has the answers. That is bullshit. 
And I'm really passionate about this because I have been that employee with my back against the wall trying to get the CEO for answers. And I've been in the position where the business was starting to falter because of it. And this is quite potentially the most important step that you can take as a business owner when you're moving your business forward. Get a coach and deal with the fear. Deal with the idea that your worth is tied up in your productivity. Get coaching on the feelings that come up when you think about getting out of the weeds. Because in this example I'm using, the CEO got out of the weeds because I forced her out. And guess what happened? A year later, they were acquired, which was what her goal. It was her goal. It wasn't like something that she didn't want. It was, that's how quickly we could scale when she got out of the weeds. It was freaking remarkable. And guess what? She did not want to get out of the weeds. And if I could have shown her a crystal ball to say, that if when you get out of the weeds, this is what's going to happen. Trust me, she would have gotten out of the weeds years before. And she would have made that scale up progress much faster. But it is holding your company back if you are doing day-to-day work. I'm going to give you another example. So many, so many examples. I'm so freaking passionate about this topic. Another example. I have a friend who sold her company, I think a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, for $11 million. She ran the company for 10 years with no senior staff, okay? I'm going to say that again. (laughs) 10 years with no senior staff. Here's what happens in a CEO's brain as they're growing a company. It's cheaper to hire more junior people. I can hire more people at less cost. And then guess what happens? You have a big-ass team that now you have to manage very closely. You have to train them, guide them, mentor them, handhold them. And guess what? You need to stay in the weeds until they are ramped up. And sometimes that can take years, depending on how junior the people are. When I asked her, what's the, the biggest learning you had from running your company for 10 years and you know, running it the way you ran it, what is like your biggest takeaway? And she said, I should have hired senior staff a lot sooner because she burned herself out. It was 10 years of no friends, no social life. It took her a really long time to get pregnant during that time. She had a baby right towards the end of when she was getting ready to sell the business. It affected her health, her sleep, probably her her scarcity and lack mentality. There was a lot of fear. And all of that could have been resolved by getting out of the weeds sooner, bringing in more senior people, people with expertise in the industry. And she would have scaled probably and gotten to that sale in half the time. But she ground herself to a pulp. And her business partner, who's also her husband, is now having like health ramifications from 10 years of literally 
always being in front of the computer. Now, granted, these two are amazing at, you know, taking care of things like exercise and diet. So luckily they stayed on track with staying on top of movement and and diet. I think that helped the fact that they're having probably less health ramifications than they would have if they weren't on top of that. So the moral, (laughs) the moral of the story, all of the excuses that you're using to stay in the weeds are not true. They're stories that you've created to justify the reasons why you're staying in the weeds. You are burning out. And I know it because I've talked to many of you and I have clients who are in this position now. And I'm going to tell you something that I sometimes don't say enough to my coaching clients. You're choosing this. You are choosing burnout. You're choosing burnout by choosing to stay in the weeds. And the reason why it's a choice, and I know, holy moly, it sounds so harsh, but the reason it's a choice is because your team was hired to take on roles that allow you to elevate. That is the entire reason your team was hired. They may not be senior enough, and therefore that's a time to kind of look at a reorg I'm really good at that. <laughs> if you need help with an audit of your staff and the and the way the organization is set up, you might need to relook at that. Do you have senior enough people in the roles to allow you to step out? If you do, and this is usually the case, if you do have those people and you don't trust them yet, get coached. It's not about them. It's about you. You need to get out of the weeds. You need to get out of burnout. It's not a luxury. It's not a, oh, it's a self-care, Instagrammy, inspirational quote sort of situation. No, if you're in burnout, if you're in the weeds, those two things go together and you need to get out or else your business is going to quickly go in a downward spiral. And I'm not saying that to be dramatic. It's 100% true. This is what happens when CEOs stay in the weeds. They, the business stagnates. You don't have growth. Now listen, growth isn't for everyone. You might not want growth in your business. Stay where you are. It's fine. If you're in a business to make money, even to have slow growth, but to make money, if you are in a for-profit business, if you're in the weeds, your business is stagnating and your team is stagnating. And guess what? They're not going to be around much longer if you keep doing their job. It's just, quite frankly, unfair. And I'm going to tell you what, they're better at it than you are. And how can I say that with so much confidence? Because I have seen it over and over and over and over. When you hire people who are experts to do the job, They have more experience than you do as a CEO, unless you come from years of experience in the weeds, in that industry, in that space. But most CEOs don't. Most CEOs come with a certain skill set and then they start, you know, doing all the work because they need to get the business off the ground. 
They slowly start to hire people, but then they hold on really tight because it's their baby and it's really hard to let go. And as soon as you let go, it's gangbusters. As soon as you let go, doors fly open. You need to get comfortable with elevating into a skill set that you haven't been developing because you've been in the weeds for too long. Get coached. That's what leadership coaches do. They help you elevate into a role where you get to be the leader that you, what we assume, wanted to be when you started the business. That's why you're not an employee because you wanted to run a business. You wanted to have the vision. You wanted to be strategic. You wanted to set the framework because you, that's where you shine. That's, you have lots of ideas and creativity and you're a creative problem solver. Being in the weeds is not allowing you to develop the skill set that's going to move your business forward. So start developing it. Start trusting your team. Take your leadership team to the side and develop a transition plan with them. Let them be drivers in this process of helping you get out of the weeds. Admit to them that you know that you stayed around in the weeds for too long. Take ownership of that and let them help you get out. Here's what I'm going to say in the last example. And and if my client is listening to this, I hope you are because this is something that in our session today, I'm going to be driving home with you. So hopefully this gives it more context. I have a client who's in the weeds deep and the team is like, we can't, we can't do this anymore. She's creating extra spin. It's, it's creating a lot of difficulty for us to move forward. The team created a transition plan. They came to me with the transition plan and said, we think this is a solid plan. We want your eyes on it. Our only concern is that she's going to say no because she thinks she needs to be in the weeds. The team's only concern is that the CEO is going to stand in their way. The team is worried that they're not going to be able to move projects forward, move process forward, make the changes the business needs to be able to be more efficient, which in this company's case, they want to be more efficient so that they stop spinning so that people have more time and spaciousness. They're crunched right now under deadlines. The whole reason for process improvement in this particular company is that they want to give people more time and more space. So it's for the benefit of the people, right? This isn't a, we want to grow so we can sell or make a bigger profit. This is like, we want to change process so that people have more time for creativity. It's about the team. This is for the team. And the only roadblock to moving that process forward is the CEO. This is very unfortunate. I think there's, a, there's some ego at play if you're holding on that tightly. You need to t- like check your ego at the door and look at what, why you're running this business. Why are you running this business? Is it because you have a skill set that you want to use? Like let's say you're a graphic designer, you want to stay in the seat of, of creating design you are allowed to do that. 100% you can choose that. But then bring in a visionary. Bring in someone who's going to set the vision for the business, who's going to clear the roadblocks for the team, who's going to help them find the empowerment 
to move their own vision forward. And they're going to align the team's vision with the overall why of the business. And they're going to streamline all of that so that there's no confusion on the team. So everyone feels aligned. They're raring to go. Morale is boosted. Everyone feels seen, heard, and that they have the autonomy to move things forward and to, and to improve process along the way to create, you know, open paths for the team. Don't be the CEO that's standing in the way. Check your ego. Get coached on your fear. Understand your worth. Ask yourself if you want to be leading the organization. And if the answer is no, please empower someone else to do it sooner than later. Your team deserves it. Your team deserves a strong visionary. You have the capability of being that person, even if you don't feel like you do. You do, because you've been running the business and getting these people on board for the entirety of the time that you've been in that role. You have the capability to elevate. You need to get out of your own way and let yourself have permission to let go of the productivity tasks, those day-to-day tasks, and elevate into a strategic role, which feels like a luxury. It feels like a waste of time to some people. It feels like, oh, I'm not really working. You are allowed to be in that role. And guess what? The company needs you to be in that role. It's not a luxury. It's a vital, vital, vital role in keeping alignment and vision and why and purpose and efficiency and profit and happy clients. Like keeping all that going is a humongous job. It's not more important to be in the weeds, pushing the paper around for you. I mean, your team needs to be there. That's a super vital function to the business as well. I'm not downplaying the role of the team. What I'm saying is the team can't do their best work if the CEO is in there breathing down their necks, telling them how to do their job. No. As a CEO, you guide them. You mentor. You, you know, you ask the right questions. You pull things out of them. You help them elevate and become the best that they can be, but not by sitting next to them doing their job and telling them every step of the way what they might be doing wrong. No, that's not... That's not the right way to motivate a team. And ultimately, a motivated team is a profitable team, right? A happy team is just like a happy world. I mean, come on, people. There are so many unhappy people in their work. And why do I know this? Because I coach people through career change. Why are they quitting their jobs because their managers suck, because their CEOs have no vision, because they're, you know, they're confused about what their role is. They feel like there's not alignment on a leadership team. And so they're getting different answers to the same question. That's your job as CEO. Align that, align that. Bring alignment across the team. Have team meetings, push things around. Make sure people are like asking questions and engaged. Don't be top down directing everyone. Guide, collaborate, have lots of team meetings. Just get out of the freaking weeds. Your team can help. I can help. 
any coach can help you elevate into that leadership role. And if you don't want to be in the role, please step aside and let someone else lead your team. They deserve it. Oh my God. Are you still with me? Are you mad? Are you throwing things at your phone, your computer? Are you throwing down your headphones? Are you super pissed? That's okay. Feel it. (laughs) Feel the anger towards me for telling you what someone should have told you a long time ago. It's going to be better for you too. It's going to be better for your health. My friend who sold her business, it's not like she's sitting there going, oh, 11 million. My life is complete. She's going, dang, I wish I would have changed the way I ran my business so that I didn't feel so burned out still. Years later, tired and exhausted and recovering from 10 years of straight burnout. You don't have to do it anymore. You don't have to work like that. It's not what's moving your business forward. I want to help you. I want to help you make this change because I know it's not easy. And I do have tons of empathy for you, even if it feels like I don't. I'm trying to give you some tough love here because this is really important. And you don't have a thought leader sometimes when you're alone in the business. Let me help you. You can get in touch with me various ways in the show notes. There's information on how to get in touch. I do audits with people. I do one-on-one coaching with executives and leaders to help them elevate. I can, in an audit, I can talk to your team. I can understand where those gaps are. We can do broader consulting where I'll help reorg your organization and look at processes. You have help. You have support. You're not in it alone. If you join me with my other clients, we do monthly group calls where we support each other. You can ask questions. You get advice and help from your peers. This isn't, I'm not trying to sell my services, but I want you to know that you're not alone. This is, a, this is the most difficult part of your journey. Is this like you, you raised the baby, now it's a teenager, it's, or it's going off to college even if you're at this phase in your business where you have a fairly robust team. And now it's time to like let the team go. Like let them be independently driving their own initiatives and their own vision. Let them have that. They deserve it. Okay. Thank you for sticking with me today. Take a deep breath. Also pat yourself on the back. You've gotten here. Everything that you did to get here was vital. And now it just might be time to make a, make a pivot, make a change in the way you've been running the business. Trust me, you are going to feel better for it and you deserve it. You deserve to get out of the weeds. You deserve to get out of burnout. You deserve a vacation. You deserve space to bring your creative brain to the table at its full capacity when it's not burned out in the weeds. I love you. I'm in this with you, I promise. Even though it's tough love, it's love. It's all coming from love for you. I promise you that. So good luck. Reach out if you need help from me. Reach out to your leadership team if you need help with a transition plan. You got this. And I'll leave it at that. Talk to you next week. You've been listening to Business for Humans. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And please leave a review so that other business owners can find the show. 
Learn more at practica.consulting.com.